Let the river rise and I will raise up my spirits. Let the water run dry and I will raise up my spirits. Oh, you won't drown me. You won't drown me out. Let the water rain down and I will drown out my sorrows. Let the water flood the ground and I will still find tomorrows. Oh, you won't drown me. You won't drown me out. Cause you can't steal. everybody and welcome to Surviving Average where we make your crazy feel normal and your normal feel right where we empower and uplift women and celebrate our differences our challenges and our victories all while running our households leading our packs and raising our children. She's Brittany and I am Jenna. Brittany's a police wife mother of three and most importantly the founder of Surviving Average. I say that like that's more important than you being a mother to your three children and I am Jenna mother of two and I really need to change what I've written here because it's still hockey's about to take over our lives again. That's from like last September. So I'm listening to the intro going like, yeah, I need that tonight. I, I do. I need where we make her crazy feel normal. And then I realize I'm the one that's supposed to be doing that. So <laughs> guys, we're all in this together. Well, you always do with me. So well, no, it's your turn tonight. You just got an onslaught of crazy hit you when I walked in the door. that's okay that's what we do for each other actually it's funny i almost sent you a meme earlier today and it was something along the lines of uh um what was it if uh if you ever apologize for like dumping on me or venting with me i will karate chop you in the armpit that is literally what i'm here for oh (laughs) see it's like you knew like i was just like swirling in my i like that your dog was like all over me like i don't know who let this one in but she needs a cuddle (laughs) (laughs) He has anxiety of his own, so he can sense anxiety when it shows up. So. I know. I think that's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the dog. You, you too. <laughs> so interestingly enough, we want to start tonight with a conversation that actually I pretty much woke up to the meme that you sent me this morning. Oh, I don't um, remember. And it was... Um, I love memeing friends back and forth. It is a, it's my love language. It's <laughs> like half of our conversations I know. half the time is just memes back and forth. But So it was somebody... Like, it looks like it was uh, somebody's comment on Twitter that was just quoted or whatever. If you know a lane is closed and you continue to drive that lane (laughs) until you're at the front because you think you're better than everyone else, I'll wreck my car into you before I let you get in front of me. And then Britt's comment was, I'll wreck my car, your car, everyone's car. I hate this. So, okay. So we all know there's construction. There's a little sign that says, going down to one lane. I'm telling my side of the story first Um, (laughs) because I sent the meme. So I am, I get that. Um, and then everybody is slowly getting into one lane, but then there's the dudes or the gals that think that they can just zip on up op- over the open lane and then just plunk in to the already nicely merged people in the one lane. And it drives me crazy. And I will, okay, well, I don't even know where to start with this. So I sent this to her and she immediately responds with, 
Uh, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You're absolutely wrong I on don't... this. It's called a zipper merge and it is built for the flow of traffic. If they wanted you to be out of the other lane sooner, then they would close it further up the road. Well, it's a it's common a... courtesy though. But it's a simple thought though. If you have one lane of traffic or two lanes of traffic, which is going to flow faster? Two. Two I'm not lanes. I'm good at math, okay? <laughs> it's just me out. <laughs> two lanes of traffic so you should fully use the two lanes of traffic until there's not two lanes of traffic anymore and then if everybody follows that concept and politely alternates and let each other in it avoids the traffic congestion or everybody politely gets into the one lane faster and then we all just zoom through the construction or the car accident well you shouldn't be zooming through construction That's or true. car accidents <laughs> i mean anyways. zooming like on deerfoot could mean like <laughs> 10 kilometers an hour but no, but then, and what I said was, okay, it's a zipper merge and that's how you're supposed to use it. But I never do because of people like you. I'm scared of people yeah, like you because they be. won't let me in or they give you the finger or the dirty looks or whatever. And I'm the one doing it properly. No, listen to me. I also sent it <laughs> to like a bunch of people. So, and I sent it out and I was like to like, you know, some of my girlfriends and I was like, Right? Am I right? And they're like, yeah. Except for my cousin who said, uh, no, I was raised by my dad, who's my dad's brother, who I was raised very similarly, that you just, no, you go up to the front and you just try to get in. Like, why wouldn't you? Nobody else is doing it. Everyone, well, they're not in a hurry. <laughs> and so I said, my response to my cousin was like, well, no, like I will occasionally do that. I just don't want anyone else to do that. I want them all to be in, in the lane behind me. And I once saw a semi pull out in this situation because cars kept doing that, which according to you is a zipper merge, um, and actually stop people from doing that. He just plugged up the other lane and went slowly alongside the other person. And I was... see, and that okay, I can see it for a semi. Like if you've got a semi or you're pulling a trailer or something like that, then you have to get over earlier. You need more room to do it, and and you need to be over in the right spot. But if it's just a normal car, truck, or SUV. Then you're supposed to go all the way up and then you merge in together and you take your turn. I don't and it think just so, Jenna. I think when nicely. they. And if y'all could see what I'm doing with my I know. hands here, she's, she's doing so this like, little weave of the zipper. I, I feel like, though, if you all get into one lane as soon as it tells you you're supposed to get into one lane, then we wouldn't have this problem. When does it ever say get into one lane? It well, says, I feel like that's it like... says lane closed ahead. So that's like warning you. To yeah. Be so ready when you see that, over. it should you're supposed to get another lane, and you're supposed to nicely everybody together, and then you don't want to be the guy that just in the big truck from Red Deer or whatever. Not that I dislike Red Deer, but I mean they always have big trucks there, and then zoom up, and then you're just like, no, I won't let you in, and that's when I start to feel angry because I'm finally at the front. I'm almost getting past the single lane business, and then that guy comes up next to me, and then I'm like, no. I have, you see this minivan? She's not moving. Because that one truck is going to slow you down yes, so well, It's the principle of the matter, but now I'm rethinking my whole life because apparently I'm doing it wrong. And so is everybody other, like, we're too nice. Maybe, like, I would love to know in the States, do they just all go in together and then do, 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 do? Oh, I don't know. That'd be interesting because in Canada, we're like, oh, no, you first, you first. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, and I honestly, I don't, I like, in my mind, the proper way to do it is with the zipper merge, but I don't because I know people will be mad at me and it doesn't matter because it's not like I'm ever going to see them again or they know who I am or anything like that, but I don't do it. I won't go up in the lane because I know so many people don't do it that way, but that's technically the way it's supposed to be done and it's how the flow of traffic works the best is if you you got to use those two lanes until the one lane's closed, and then you just nicely all take turns and merge over. I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe you're, you, you sound like you have the terminology correct. So maybe, you know, the, you know, the proper, but I don't know. I get mad, but then I also sometimes do it. So I don't know what that means about me. <laughs> when you're in a hurry. <laughs> no matter what, I, I am right. So if I'm zooming up, I'm going to just have, I'm going to yell at the window, zipper merge people. And, and I'm right. Look it up. And then I'll go in. I mean, maybe that gives me free reign now. Just to do... No, I won't. I won't. I won't. I just... I like to think that I'm somebody I'm not half the time. I'm not that person. I'll stay in the lane and I'll angrily get mad at the people flying by and also jealous that they had the gall to zipper merge when I didn't. What makes me mad is when you're in a traffic jam and it's like all lanes are slow and then you see a motorcycle that comes up on like the the... Why did I just lose the the name? The side of the road, the, the shoulder, the shoulder. Thank you. Wow, it's a you're body welcome. Part, body part, <laughs> um, the shoulder, and they just fly by where it's not a lane. What's a zipper merge? So that is know. that's not. Merging. I know. I know. It's true. It's that's illegal. cheating. That's budging in line. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Well, it's interesting. Is it budging or butting in line? I think it depends where you're from. I was always a. I was always for me budding, but my kids. I don't know if it's an Alberta thing. They say budging. Okay. I've always said budging too. Yeah, that's a that's where you're from. Maybe that's a Saskatchewan thing, along with bunny hugs, and flip flops. No thongs. Uh, I've kind of used them interchangeably. Yeah, flip flops or thongs. Apparently, Australians also say thongs. For bathing suits? No, for okay. shoes. Okay. I fell down a hole at three in the morning about what Australians say, despite never being there. <laughs> I, I do know what they say now. Like on the internet or yeah. with somebody from Australia? Nope, just on the internet. Just uh, like a BuzzFeed thing, you know, when you can't sleep and you're like, you know what I want to read at three in the morning? <laughs> Things that have nothing to do with me. Something I learned on Reddit about Australians is that they love to, apparently, like there were a lot of Australians commenting on this, that they love to make fun of like everybody else and perpetuate Australian stereotypes um, if they're anywhere else in the world. Just to like play it up? Oh yeah. And like basically none of the Australian stereotypes are true, but they just play it up and... and oh. I love Australians. They like to have a good laugh. I work with an Australian things. and she is hilarious. And she also gets, she was watching some sort of uh, reality show about these two Australian sisters. And she was imitating like how Australian they were sounding. And she's like, nobody talks like that. <laughs> and so, yeah, that makes sense. That that all tracks. <laughs> I, that all tracks. You're so cool. I've never <laughs> met an Australian that wasn't funny, but and I haven't met a whole ton of Australians. Well, I know one. She's funny. So there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Just like you know zipper merging, I know one Australian. <laughs> <laughs> our giant sample size for all of our opinions. <laughs> and we love them all. Uh, so that don't worry. That's not our topic for the whole night. Could tonight. you imagine it was just, just traffic just rules? Just traffic rules. <laughs> And road rage and getting mad. What's your one of my biggest pet peeves driving is people who don't use their signal lights. Yes. And so for work, we have to do a driver training. And so I was doing the driver training and me being me. And as people can probably tell from the zipper merge conversation, I have to be right. (laughs) And so I was using facts. Rude. I was using this opportunity to clarify a lot of things that I do when I'm driving to make sure that like I'm doing it right. And uh, one of the things and is like in parking lots, 
I signal in parking lots all the yeah, time. Yeah, but that that like to me that makes the most sense because that's the most you need to know if people are going somewhere. And that's exactly what she and I talked about. But there's so many people that don't use signal lights in parking lots, and it's like, and then they'll get mad if you move into a spot or something like that. And it's how did I know you were gonna you, that you wanted that spot? You didn't have your signal light on. I have parking anxiety, so this is just gonna build on it. Every <laughs> parallel. Uh, well, I haven't tried that in a while, but I, as someone who's going to have a new drive, like I have a, like my oldest is God is learners. Um, so eventually someone, not me, will teach him how to parallel park. I felt like back in the day I was pretty good, like when I got my license, but, um, no, because people get so like, I try to be like right in the middle of the two yellow yeah. lines. Cause one time I had to park kind of funny cause the person next to me and I come out of the store and someone's taking a picture of my car <laughs> because the other person's left, left and it looks and now like it you're looks the like, asshole. And then she's like, you, you gave me a door ding. And I'm like, I, this is a van with sliding doors, girl. I, that was not my car. <laughs> like I even like actually like got out and I like did like a whole display, like a shopping channel. <laughs> and I'm like, look at where my car would hit your car. That's not going to happen. Do you think I'm going to hit your car and then move my car in the same spot? No. So ever since then, my kids were with me, and they, and I remember afterwards, they were like, y'all like real, like, I wasn't like upset with her, but I was just like, no, I have to show you now that I'm correct, and that I wouldn't do that, I and I have sliding doors. If I doors. did, I would leave a note. Yeah. And if it was my kids, and it was like, literally, my blue van would leave a mark on your silver Lexus or whatever, <laughs> I'm like, I would uh, own up to it. But anyways, that's not even the point, but I do have parking anxiety. I'm terrible at parking vehicles. I have a van that's very agile. Can't park it. When I drive the truck, I have had the chance or the opportunity to be, um, friendly helped out by some people in the parking lot who could see that I couldn't get out of the spot I was in. And they like backed me up. I run rolled my windows. I was like, thanks girl. <laughs> and I got all the spot left. And then now I park like half a kilometer away. <laughs> That's awesome. Actually, I, I never had an issue. And then a couple years ago, um, I think it would be two hockey seasons ago, I was parking at Ron Ebsen Arena. And uh, it was a bit of a tight spot, but it wasn't bad. But as I was turning, ice caught my tire. And so my turn stopped and I like slid into the car that I was trying to park beside. And uh, Peyton was in the car with me and I had to get her into hockey. So I like... I pulled out of that spot, went and parked at the end. I didn't have a pen and a piece of paper with me. So thankfully my parents were there that day to watch the game or what practice or whatever it was. So I went, parked in a different spot, got her inside to the dressing room, went to my mom. I'm like, do you have a pen and paper in your purse? And she's like, why? I'm like, I just quickly, I'll tell you in a minute, <laughs> like get the paper. Cause I didn't want them to walk out and see this damage to the side of their vehicle and be like, what kind of asshole did this and then drive away. So ran out there really quickly, wrote a note, said, really sorry. Um, please call me. We'll figure out the damage or whatever. And, yeah. And, uh, the lady called me and she was hot when she called, like she was so mad. And right away I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like my tires caught ice and, it scratched it. I apologize. I, I I didn't do it on purpose. I swear I wasn't going too fast. Yeah. Um, I go super slow in that parking lot because yeah. there's always kids, kids jumping out everywhere. Behind. Yeah. And and then it was like she just deflated. Like she she really wanted to yell at me. <laughs> and, and then you're like, yeah, no, it was my fault. Opportunity. <laughs> and so I was like, um, you know, if you have an email, I'll send you all my insurance information, and and yeah. we'll get this all sorted out. And then. Man, the quote that came back made me kind of regret that. <laughs> oh, I know. But as someone who works in a detachment and sees a lot of those quotes come in, it doesn't matter. In a new car, you basically bump it and it's like $4,000. <laughs> well, and I hit it right by like the 
the, where the front door meets the back door. Ah. So there was damage to both panels. Oh. So well, it adds up the, very quickly. The thing is, you did the right thing, and you left your name and your number, and, and it's all good now. That's all you can do, right? People make mistakes. But I'm definitely more cautious about parking now, and, like, even... even uh, more so in the winter time, if there's any ice or anything, then I'll park far, far away too, just to make sure that nothing happens. <laughs> the kids will complain, my bag's so heavy and you're making me carry it so far. I'll like, get a well, rolly bag. It'll. <laughs> I know, you're not supposed to have them anymore. It's cooler to carry your shit, but... Anyways, we promised not to talk about traffic the whole time. Right. That was yes. it. <laughs> and then I took us back into traffic. Actually, what we wanted to talk about tonight is... Um, friends and as moms um how your friendships kind of develop as your kids get to different ages yeah so I was making an observation the other day um you know I have some really good friends that I used to see a lot when the kids were young because we'd set them up with play dates and that was really the only way the kids would see each other. They didn't go to school together before they were starting to go to school or they go to different schools or whatever. So you'd set up time for everybody to hang out together. And then naturally as moms, you'd hang out together. Well, now the kids are old enough that you send them outside to play with their friends. You might never, like you kind of know the parents, but not like we used to. Yeah. When they were little, or little. those ones that you became friends with, you don't have as much reason to see them because the kids don't need you to be there to arrange that. Yeah. And now suddenly it's like the kids have played three times this week and I haven't talked to you in three weeks. Yeah, that's true. And it's kind of sad. Like it, it, I, I mean, I definitely need to make it more of an effort to be able to do that. And I, yes, the pandemic is part of that and you can't just be hanging around with anybody at all times. We're going to take that out of the conversation. We're going to pretend like it's back to normal (laughs) and like, and I agree. And I think there's like the, there's also the friendships you had. So we had kids first out of our friend group like we were right. so we had a lot of really good friends and then they had babies when our kids were older and then there's navigating friendships once they have kids and parenting styles are v- like really different oh yeah and even though your kids it doesn't really affect your kids it does eff- like you're kind of like oh that's in case you're wondering that's a beautiful little uh canadian bubbly we'll talk about later um but you know it it's interesting how things change and so there is there's the one thing of like your friendship changes as your kids get older if and then there's also for mike and i especially we found um kind of redefining not redefining friendships but how they change when now we have kids in grade school and they're just having kids and then, so that's one thing that's going to be hard to navigate, right? Because there's nap times and there's that kind of thing. And we can kind of do what we want now because we have somebody to take care of. We have our oldest and our middle can now be home alone with our youngest. Yeah. But um, then there's that awkward moment when you're like, oh my God, I can't do a family vacation because as a mom um, and as a female, I am just as excited to go and do things by myself. And I won't be expected on a family holiday to be home with the kids the whole day while the guys are golfing or fishing or doing whatever mm-hmm. and then have them come home. Like that's just not how we roll. And so there's redefining those kind of relationships when you're just like, man, we used to be the best travel partners, but now that we all have kids, it's like a little bit different because I'm not happy and they're completely happy. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just different. Like if Mike is golfing all morning, then I'm probably going to be gone all afternoon. I'm not yeah. going to just like have the kids all day, put them to bed and then join the party later. Yeah. No. And I'm the same way. Like, that's got to be an even split and a give and take because every, like, 
a family vacation, everybody should get even a as babies to relax. Like yeah. this isn't just when they're older. It's like no. when they're babies, we take turns uh, getting up with them. That's the biggest thing when you're on a vacation is yep. who has early morning duty, and then who has to kind of hang back and hang out and stay inside while naps are happening and that kind of thing. So that isn't a whole other like part of parenting and friendship and that kind of thing. So yeah, it is. It's, it's interesting how much changes. It's and it's amazing. Like. Well, I mean, you guys have moved around a lot, so maybe not as much for you, but like I have friends, um, I have a group of girlfriends and we go to, um, Windermere every summer and get together. And the majority of that group grew up together in Canmore. And so they're friends from like junior high, um, some earlier than that. And they've been friends forever. And, and I don't really have friends from high school that I hang out with. Like if I see them, absolutely. I would say hello, um were connected on social media and uh, when I was living back in Cremona for a while um kind of rekindled some of those friendships more were with more of the girls that were older than me um that I didn't know that well in high school but it it's I it amazes me that they've been able to be friends for that long and how different they are about a lot of their approaches to life but they've still managed to like navigate that and be such good friends because I find, and especially as you alluded to, when you have kids, your, your friend circle kind of changes and you start to pick people who have those similar parenting styles, have similar relationship dynamics, um, and all of those kinds of things that sort of does revolve around the kids and how, how you parent and what you're comfortable with letting your kids do. Otherwise it can be anxiety inducing. Oh, for sure. And then like, as your kids get older and we've had this experience as well, where the kids go, okay, I like, it's fine that you guys are good friends, but like, I don't want to always have a be expected to play with that kid and there's nothing wrong with that kid it's just that they're not really friends they're not into the same thing and so it's not like oh let's just go for a weekend and the kids can all play together well they're they're into completely different things even at the same age and they're not they don't want to be best friends just because you're best friends yep and so that's like a whole part of friendship that kind of changes because then there's the awkwardness because you're kind of like well like you know uh, have they said anything about like my kids of my because you know your kids have kind of you know voiced like I don't love it like they're not I don't love hanging out with them and so then that kind of changes your friendship in a way and it's like all navigating like as everything is with motherhood and parenthood navigating a new kind of way to hang out where you're like okay so what I'm hearing is like family weekends are maybe not gonna be in the cards I'm still they're still my good friend and we're gonna hang out lots but like I can't be expected to make my kids want to be best friends with my friends' kids just because we've been friends longer than the kids have been alive. <laughs> right. No, exactly. You can't, it's, it's kind of like we were talking about, um, with my lesson from the littles a couple weeks ago on like, you can't force them to love an activity. You also can't force them to be friends with certain people. And you need to respect that as they get older and start choosing their friends, as long as they're kind about it. And, yeah. You know, if you And have... it's not, it's not like a, like a, something that's dangerous or something that's going to be problematic. It's just like a, we're not clicking. I don't want to spend the entire weekend with this kid doing whatever this kid wants to do. And he doesn't want to do what I'm doing either. She doesn't want to do what I'm doing either. So it's kind of seeing that and being very delicate in kind of arranging activities and family weekends so that everybody kind of is having the most fun. Cause I don't want to drag my kids somewhere 
because I'm having fun and they're like miserable because they, they want to go outside and play sports and this kid only just wants to sit in the basement and do nothing or whatever. Like that's not happened. So if any of my friends are listening and they're like, <laughs> do they? No, that has not happened. But you know, it's little things like when, when they were little toddlers and you arranged play dates. Yeah. And now Every, everybody played with blocks. Yeah. And yeah. boys and girls play together. Yep. That's another big thing. Some of our like best friends. So they have kids the same age as our two oldest, but they're opposite gender. Yeah. So when we're together now, it's a very awkward few days and they do eventually kind of come together mostly because they're embarrassed by what her and I do as mothers, like just the screaming and the dancing and the being very embarrassing. But, um, it, it changes cause it's not just like throw them all together. And then when you, now you're talking a teenage boy who's 15 and a teenage girl who's 15, they're not happy to just be left at home with the little siblings as mom, as like the parents are like off gallivanting, right? They're kind of just like, it's weird. I don't really know them. And, and just because we have a longstanding relationship for 20 plus years, they don't have that. And so our familiarity doesn't transfer over to our kids. So there's going to be a getting to know you period, a little bit of an awkwardness period. And you're just like, but you've known this kid since you were born. And so it is, it's, it's all in navigating the new avenues and new friendships that they're going to make and you hope that they're going to make. And then sometimes, like I said, there's an inevitable moment when they're just like, I am not into what they're into. And you're like, okay, fair enough. So, so how do you navigate that? Like, I think that that becomes more extreme as your kids get older. So we probably, I haven't experienced it as much on my end yet. Like still, if we're hanging out with like a couple families that maybe, you know, the boys end up with the girls or whatever. Yeah. It's not as big of a deal yet, but I can see it starting to take an effect. So how do you navigate that? Do you like, do you not require your kids to, to come? Do you bring a friend for them? Yeah. You... I, well, and then you gotta be careful with the whole friend thing. So you have to kind of clear it with the other parents. Okay. My, like, you know, Ben's going to bring a buddy. So yeah. if, if you're like, let's just talk about that same friendship I was talking about earlier. If, she, if she's bringing a friend, which actually could end up horribly because they're a bunch of teenagers, but <laughs> uh, horribly said with a smile. But, um, you know, like, I think it's just being like really honest, but then also like I, I, while I am an honesty is the best policy person, I don't think that it helps ever to say like my kid thinks that your kid's kind of lame or doesn't want to, <laughs> like they don't want to hang out. I think it's more of a scheduling things in a way that, that you know is going to be best for your kids. So instead of a weekend, like how about, okay, we'll, um, we'll all stay in, in different hotels instead of one cabin together. Right. And then, um, we will, uh, like when we, when it comes to activities and stuff, we'll kind of just run it by like, so what if like in the morning, you know, um, Grady wants to go fishing. All the guys kind of want to go fishing. Girls want to, all the kids want to go fishing with the dads in the morning. And then how about in the afternoon? Like if you want to just go down to the beach and hang out, we can do that if they want to hang out, hang inside. And then just like a very, uh, it's, it's a delicate balance because you don't want to offend anyone because everyone ever like, and just like, I, I'm not stupid enough to think that there's probably those kids are saying like, well, I don't, I don't want to go play sports all the time. <laughs> like they're like so annoying. Like God, what are they? I wish they would just put the football down yeah, for 10 minutes. Right. Like exactly. So I think it's just being delicate and just being really careful of your friend's feelings. And, and then I, like I said, kind of when you go into it, having like a general idea of what everyone's going to do. Now, of course, if it was me and you, I'd be like, oh, okay, so Grady's going to want to play video games from this time to this time. <laughs> Annabelle's going to want to craft. And so if, are you cool if we just like, yeah, as a family, like the five of us, we just kind of go do something for a bit. But 
it is, it, it becomes really sticky and I don't know, I don't know the answer. I don't know how to exactly navigate it perfectly, but I just, I think the biggest thing is for, if there's other parents listening, moms, especially, you're not, you're not alone when you have those moments where you're kind of whispering with your husband at night when you're in bed, like, oh man, they really don't want to hang out, eh? Yeah. <laughs> or, or like if you're reconsidering, you know, people that maybe you've done family vacations with before or weekends away with before, maybe it turns into like a A day trip, a a day trip or like coming over for dinner or something like that. I mean, I think we're, we're pretty lucky. Like at this age so far, like Annabelle and Peyton get along really well, even though Peyton's a little bit younger. I think that they'll be fine though forever. Like it's, because there is the age difference, so there's a little bit of the the age difference helps because you're just like there's you're the older one, yeah. And so like just you know kind of hang out and do whatever. But like we are like so far there's not complaining. Like maybe when Annabelle's fifteen and because what's the age difference between them? Two uh, years, three years, two and a half. Yeah, so it'll be ten in May. But I mean, and it depends on the kids too. Girls are a little bit more willing to hang. Kids are almost always willing to hang out with younger kids, as like kind of a like. I'm helping out and I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as an older kid. It come, it's, it's a little more tricky when they're the same age Yeah, and you know, one kid and, and parenting styles, like they're going to go off and hang out for the whole night somewhere. You don't really know, but you know, the other parent kind of knows the kids that they're going to be with. Right. That's where it gets a little bit more tricky. Cause you're like, well, like how well do you know them? <laughs> like, what are they doing right now? Yeah. Hopefully not math. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we'll probably have challenges with Grady and Bauer before we will with Annabelle and Peyton. Just because we're we'll like, like, hey, where did the other truck go? Yeah. They're 12. <laughs> Which one fell out the window this time? Nobody fell. I know. Just the I window. <laughs> the window screen popped fell. out. And they fixed it. <laughs> it was the second floor. Nobody was hurt. Oh, Bauer. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, it's, it's interesting. And like I said, back to like the whole parenting differences, that's just something that you could never, personally, I would never have a conversation with somebody about their parenting style and how it didn't go, how it didn't work for me. Oh, me neither. Like I, 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 I know it's ended some friendships and I, I know cause I've heard other moms talk about like, oh my God, you, you won't even believe we're on this family trip. And then there's this huge blowout because I said that the kids could play video games and they are against video games and whatever. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's up to the adults to kind of get their, I'm doing like the zipper merge, um, <laughs> get their, their, uh, values. It's not even values. Cause, but kind of their parenting style is kind of in line before you kind of, and yeah, you're going to end up in the situation sometimes where you're there already and you're screwed because, and I think it's knowing your kids and kind of having very candid conversations if they're old enough to just be like, you know what, just, if walk to the gas station, get your slurpees or whatever, come back and, you know, I'm okay if you just kind of hang out. Where I do find problems is if, say, I'm now directing my friend's child. Well, why aren't you doing this? Like, why don't you, like, it's, it's, leave the other kids alone. Let them deal with their parents. Yeah. And you kind of deal with your kids because there's nothing that ever is good out of parenting other people's children while they're around. <laughs> totally. I mean, it, I'm obviously exceptions are if somebody's in trouble or like the other parent isn't around. So you're making the calls or yeah. whatever. But, um, but yeah, like in general, I would never, I would never. And, and I mean, I guess I'm lucky in that, um, 
my friends and I generally have similar parenting styles and where we differ is nothing major. So it's not anything that, you know, we wouldn't be able to be lax on for a holiday or yeah. a weekend or whatever. Like, um, you know, I, we don't, we don't have a video game console here in our house. Um, the kids do it, their dads, but we, we don't hear, but you're it's not, just not our it. thing. Like, but if they like... go to somebody else's house and they sit and play video games for a few hours, whatever, I, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I think it's like, it all boils down to like, know what you're getting into as much as you can before you go and then be prepared for some awkward conversations. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, yeah, the kids just are kind of on different pages. Hey, like they're kind of into different stuff and you know they have their and and like we said as they get older they might be in the same school same grade and they're older and they have completely different friends and they're not even really wanting to interact a whole bunch together not in a rude way but just in a way that they don't know each other yeah again like i said just because we have a 20-year relationship doesn't mean they do yeah and understanding and giving a little leeway i i'm not i i my kids like to hang out with us when we have friends over when we have you know, a kind of a party or whatever, but also reading the room too. And this is another thing when it comes to parenting with kids, because our kids are so much older, they were privy to some conversations sometimes where I was like, okay, so it's bedtime for you guys. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to like, you know, Mike and I do like the eyes across the room, like let's get them out of here because I also firmly believe that it's not, especially if people don't have kids and there's drinking and stuff, it's not up to them to cater it is in a certain, but as after a certain hour, after a certain time, when there's no other kids around, if the conversation's going somewhere where you're like, meh, they should probably shouldn't hear this. Yeah. It's up to you to kind of remove them, get them into bed. And I was a firm believer of never making, like, say it's like Mike and his work friends and they're talking work stuff. I'm not going to make them stop vent not venting but kind of debriefing and kind of that's what they do. And same with me and my girlfriends, you know, we're talking about life and I don't want them, I don't want anyone to ever feel guarded because the kids are there and then, you know, like expecting them to tailor their behavior. Again, if it's 7 p.m. and you're blasted, somebody's wasted at the party being an idiot or with a bunch of kids around, that's different. But I'm talking when it's a bunch of adult conversation and you're kind of like, you know, yeah. I think it's okay. Because I've been in, I've been in the situation before where there's people who thought they're, that they're, everybody should be tailored to whether their kids wanted to sit around the fire. Well, yes and no, because also it's my vacation too. Yep. And so at a certain point in time, I would hope that you would take your kids out of it. Yeah. And let the adults kind of hang out. At the same time, it's interesting, like for, again, you having older kids and mine younger. I mean, I have a friend that, excuse me, right shortly after Peyton was born, um, I went to visit her and uh, we were talking about something and, and. I made a comment and, um, her daughter, who's much older than my kids, um, like asked a question about what I said. And I was like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. This is not a little baby who doesn't understand what we're saying. (laughs) Like she hears the conversation. She knows people that we're talking about. She knows situations and, but because of being a new parent, it didn't even click to me. Like the, these kids are here and they're hearing what we say and they're yeah. listening to what we say and they might comment on it. I mean, I, I obviously learned pretty quickly after that. And then when the kids were out of the room, I apologized and was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think about that. And and she didn't have yeah. an issue, but I don't, she probably doesn't even remember the situation. But, <laughs> but for me, it was like, I felt so horrible. And I think it's a little bit about if you have 
friendships that you value, but you're at different stages in your life with your kids, you're going to find a way to make that work and you're going to make allowances for each other and and help learn from each other in those situations as well. And at the end of the day, those are your kids. So if you're uncomfortable with where the kind of conversation is going, that's when you look at your kids and you go, okay, time to, because we have like a pretty... We're very open with our kids, but stuff that we don't enjoy the kids hearing is anything kind of, um, say, like a grievance about a teacher or a coach or like a family member or something like that. Like we don't we don't feel it's necessary. We want the kids to just kind of see everything when it comes to coaching, say, say it's a bunch of hockey parents and the conversation turns to a coach or something. Right. That's the stuff that I'm uncomfortable with as a parent. I do not want my child to hear that. Just because I want them to come into all these situations kind of like, this is my coach, he's a good guy, I mean, it's, or a good gal, like, it's it's fine. I don't particularly, I we have kind of a rule in our relationship as parents that we do not talk badly about uh, teachers, that kind, people in authority, unless they, like, are, da- of course, dangerous or anything. Right. Which we would not put them in that situation, but I don't, well, I don't like what... kind of a private conversation to have with your kids. Or, again, other parents talking about other kids. Yeah. That they know. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. That's the stuff where I'm kind of like, pump the brakes. And I will just be like, hey, let's just like put a pin in that for a second. I'm just going to, you know, do you guys want me to put a movie on? Or, you know, like, you know, probably time for you to go play Xbox for a bit, Ben. Like, yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. I, I don't, I don't, in, I don't feel like that's helpful. And I don't want that repeated. And um, that's the stuff that, again, and work talk, that kind of thing, where like, you don't need to hear that it's you're too young and we all remember those like kind of when uh, my parents always had friends over and it was the same thing with us like and I don't remember any of the conversations but I do remember at a certain point my parents being like okay bedtime yeah or like time for you guys to go downstairs play yeah. hide and seek like, and I think it's very valuable as a child to be like okay my parents are telling me that it's time for me to leave the conversation and it's not appropriate for me so I'm going to leave and just like I feel like it's completely appropriate I would, I hope that when I look at my kids and I'm like, okay, hey, time to go. Like, I don't want an argument about like, no, I want to stay. It's like, no, this is my time now. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Have you ever had a friendship end due to parenting differences? Not end, but definitely change. Like, definitely change. How so? Um, just because it, like we were talking at the very beginning about like this, the difference in like roles kind of, uh, who does what. And when Mike and I have always been a, uh, a couple that we both equally participate in the fun and, and, and the parenting. So if I am in a situation where if I know that I ask Mike to put the kids to bed and I'm going to be there with just a bunch of like dudes or his friends or whatever, like that's going to uh, like, I'm talking an elongated party or so, or like a weekend or something with people you're traveling with neither one of us is going to feel super comfortable with that either, right? Like, because I'm not going to be stuck back. And so it has. It has strained, not strained, but because it was never a conversation. It was never an argument. It was never, it was just like, okay, so like, we're going to do things a little differently as parents and that's cool. And so maybe we'll do like couples trips together still, but like, it's not going to be a family trip. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think I'm not quite there yet that the kids are that different like for the most part if we go on a family trip they're just excited to have any kids to play with so you've never been somewhere where like though like the girl the girls just they stay in the whole time and take care of the kids and cook and clean and the guys are off like smoking cigars and golfing um you've met me right 
This is true. And again, to be fair and to be completely transparent, we had kids super young. So I'm talking more when Ben was a baby and there there was an expectation that they were going to move on to a different party location and I was going to stay back. Yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah, no, that, that, that Again, wouldn't fly. Okay, like, if it's a three-night vacation and that's one night, that's that's fine. But if that continuously happens the whole time, like, that's just, it's fine. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. There are some women that just prefer to, like, chill out at home and maybe they don't like to drink. And I'm, that's fine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's just not how we operate as a family. We're all going to have fun. And it's not even about the drinking. It's just about, like who's responsible ultimately for the kids day after day. And I remember when I knew that we were talking earlier about um, our good friends who have opposite gender kids, they're the exact same as us where they'd be like, you know, later that night we're all playing cards and they're like, it's your turn to get up with the kids in the morning. Okay, cool. Like, you know, you got up this morning. Yeah. And so even, it doesn't matter who it is necessarily, whether it's dad, like two, uh, like my, it's my friend and it's a guy he's up early with the kids and I'm up with it. It doesn't matter gender wise. It's just like, the allocation of parenting is equal between everybody and the expectation. And so we're all going to try to make it work. And I'm happy to stay back and, you know, sometimes just have a quiet kind of girls afternoon, watch movies and that kind of thing. But when it was kind of this in particular, the the one I'm thinking of when it was just like, no, you guys are just going to always stay back and clean and take care of the babies. And I was like, I don't think you've, like you said, I don't think you've met me. (laughs) (laughs) I like to bring the party. And so if the party's at home, you're going to be bored. So <laughs> invite the party out, okay? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, I don't know. I, I think you get really lucky when you end up with... Um, a family you can just yeah, roll. Or, or like even, even kids that are the same age and um, at a certain point, same gender as your kids. And then they have parents that you get along with well enough that you would like to spend an extended amount of time with. Like, and I, it does push you closer with those people. Totally. Yeah. And, because and it's easy. And that's, ha- that is how you navigate it. Yeah. Is that you end up becoming closer with people that you maybe don't on the surface have like a whole pile in, in common with, but you realize that like, it just kind of works. And, and it's not that you, it's not that you don't like the parents, you're all good friends and everything, but you're just like, okay, this is a really good mesh. And like, we have really good friends that. Our, their kids are all significantly older than our kids. And while we would love to do a family vacation, our kids are just kind of at weird ages. They they have all teenagers. We still have a little guy that needs to be in bed by like a certain time, right? Like, so we can't, we can't be starting our day at 11 because we're going to be starting our day at seven. And it, it's nothing, we absolutely freaking love them. And we had like a trip half planned. And then it was like, like, and we actually had the conversation, like, so, like, what, is, what do you guys kind of do every day? Well, you know, they're teenagers, so they get up pretty late, and so we kind of start our day later, and that was when we were like, oh, man, and we just said to them, we're like, you know what, right now it's not going to work for us because we can't drag Grady all over the place in Mexico Yeah. until, like, midnight every night because yeah. he'll be a disaster, and we're just going to be up early, we're going to be loud, then your teenagers are going to be like, man, and Grady woke me up at, like... <laughs> what about... What about um, friends that you've made through kids' activities, like the sports and that? That's kind of how thing? that's who becomes your good friends. And I remember my parents saying that, Mike's parents saying that. It's amazing the friendships you make, and it's mostly because, first of all, hockey. You're in hotels with these people almost yeah. every weekend. <laughs> you get to know each other inside out, backwards, and and hotels are a little bit different because you can kind of 
you have your own room, so there's always the party room. So, yeah. you know, you put your kids to bed. They have a tablet or something that they can text you if they have a question or yeah. something. You're all in the same building. Yeah, or the kids are all in the same room yes. together So that's or... that, and I think that is why such great friendships are formed out of kids in sports. Yeah. Which is just, I mean... I... Well, and, and already it's built in that your kids have a mutual interest. Mm-hmm. That too. They're already friends. And maybe they aren't the best friends on the team, but they're all on the same team. So they're all like zipping around. And again, when they're little, it's mini sticks in the hallway until, you know, 9, 30, 10. And then they're going to bed. As they get older, it's like, are you okay with them leaving, walking across, you know, in a town you don't know to Wendy's to grab a burger or whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff. And, and then as the kids get older and say parents, uh, like on a sports trip, they don't have younger kids. You know, lots of times parents will be like, Oh, we're going to go to this pub or whatever. You know, kids are fine. They're back at the hotel. So there is that kind of age gap that happens with, as the kids get a bit bigger. But I do think that's why such amazing friendships come out of kids in on the same team. Yeah. You're bound to be in the same place at the same time for a certain period of time. And hockey, it seems every other year you have like your kind of friend group, and then you're always, you're still friends, but you yeah. hardly see them. And then your kids are back on the same team again. And then you're like, woo. And then like the off year. <laughs> see, and for me, that's been a little bit challenging because um, always volunteering as a coach for whichever team Peyton's been on. Um, I don't get to know a lot of the parents until we're in a situation like that. Where yeah. It's like a tournament. And then you've actually got some time in between, especially last year, because it was like, 10 minutes in the rink before and yeah. 10 minutes in the rink after and there's you're just, out. And... and there's just something to be said about the tournament weekends. They bring the team together. They bring the parents together. You know, at the beginning of the year, everyone's kind of sitting separately. Not because they, just because they don't know each other. Yeah. After a tournament, man, you're all together. Someone's like, I'm going to do the Tim Hortons order. Like, and that kind of thing. And and, and it is. And, and COVID has, like we said, we're taking it out of the conversation. But those bonding experience, the for the kids at tournaments, they will always remember the like the water sliding, the like running around the hotel, yeah. the team dinners. They will never know whether they won or they lost the games. Yeah, and that is that kind of in like that team bonding that happens when they're little. And hockey is just like such a great um, example of that because you are traveling together as a team. You're in strange places. It's something fun. You're all together, and so it, I do want that. To to happen again because the moment you kind of have everybody kind of separated it it makes the kids separated yeah for sure and in in yeah like i i don't i've got some great friends from peyton playing hockey but it definitely when you're on the ice during practices and those kinds you're of things, you're not in the sand chatting yeah it takes longer to develop for sure and, and without the tournaments there you don't have the opportunity to get to know people really well. Like um, her team from a couple of years ago, I was just getting to know some of the mom. And like naturally at our age, you you want, I mean, always got along great with the dads too on the ice and that kind of stuff. But you want to, the moms are kind of where the friend group is at. Yeah. And those are the ones you want to get to know. But it's so hard when, you know, you're in the dressing room before, you're in the dressing room after. Yeah. And, and you might see them and say hello in the parking lot. But we, we I've been really fortunate to, you know, still get to know some people, still in touch with some of the people from Peyton's teams. And, and she like, she loves their kids. So that's perfect. But then it's the case of like, okay, well, can set up some playtime for Peyton and give us an excuse for Mm -hmm. mom and I to catch up. But then what about Bauer? Yeah. Well, and also (laughs) the other thing that's interesting is as they, depending on kind of um, what kind of level they're playing at, the coaches do kind of have their own like say when we're talking like triple A and we're talking that kind of stuff and 
it, the coaches are paid and they're not parents mm-hmm. and say you're a parent coach that helps and right. they'll have kind of, you know, the head coach might not be, and this happened even in PBAA, it's a, it's a paid coach. He's not super comfortable with a bunch of drunk parents right. and talking about ice time and that kind of thing. So they're keeping their circle a little bit smaller. So then, you know, we're at hockey tournaments and so Mike's kind of hanging out with the coaches. They're kind of in a different room and the parents will eventually kind of all mingle. But then it, it does kind of separate and it, it's fair. It's 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 completely normal and, and I would never I think it's actually really responsible for the coach to not get mixy in that yeah, kind of stuff. Totally. And so it does become like, you know, we're at the same tournament. Um, Mike is having a like and they are, they're having coaches meeting first and they're having a couple drinks or whatever, and then they're all like, Oh, where's Mike? And I'm like, Where's the coaches? Oh, the coaches don't want to come hang out with us. Well, they do, but you have to understand that everybody's kind of in party mode at the hotel and he's being paid for this. And so it's a like not Mike, but like the head coach, right? Yeah. So it does become a little bit different. And I'm noticing as Ben is getting older and now all the coaches are not parents. Like they're actually not parents at all. They right. are paid people. They are. And so now you're talking, well, yeah, all the parents are together, but like I'm managing the football team. So I'm sort of chit-chatting sometimes with some of the people, but I'm also not partying with them either. Yeah. And so it is, it's, it's interesting. And, and so we kind of, you become friends with, and again, same thing though, you, the same kind of kids all move together and you become really close with those parents. But when we're talking football team, that's 60 kids, 50, 60 kids at a time. So, you know, parents kind of, it's funny to see them all. Like, the defense parents are kind of all together. The offense parents are kind of all together. <laughs> Everybody loves each other, but it's just, like, we don't know each other. Right. So, it is. It's interesting, and, and things are ever-changing. And I can only imagine, you know, one of my friends, her, her son was in the NHL, and still is, um, and she kind of said the same thing. It's kind of interesting because it becomes, like, a different dynamic, too, when you're talking now professional sports are really high level, where it's, like, a competitive, like, there's only three center spots or right. whatever and there's you know five center parents there because it's a preseason game <laughs> and so you're like oh my god you might be really good friends with everybody but you know there's like a weird vibe happening so I mean it's it's tough with a parent with friends in sports but you kind of find your people like we've talked about forever on this podcast you find your kind of village that can keep you honest and you can keep honest and but it is. It's ever-changing, navigating friendships with your what your kids are doing. Or, like we've had happen, your child makes a better team or makes a lower team and all of your friend group is on a different team now. Yeah. So it's that's that's the downfall to making really good friends in sports because they're if they continue to go and, and grow in, in the sport, you're eventually going to be separated. Yeah, or if, you know, one day you're kid decides he loves football instead of hockey you're like starting over at square one and 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 it's not to say that you know you're not going to be friends with the people you've made friends with anymore but it's just harder you're to not going to be at those... those relationships when you're not naturally in the same spot at the yeah. same time and and to be careful about the um, competitiveness that you didn't have because you're all on the same team before and now you're on two separate tiers. You're on, and we had this happen when Ben kind of took a step back from hockey and he was on a different tier. Now we're meeting a completely new group of parents because he always played with this certain group of kids and they've all, you know, he decided to pivot more towards football. And so now we're meeting a whole bunch of new parents, right? And they have been together now since like novice. Right. And so then you're like, hey guys, like we're here too. And don't forget about us. Yeah. Which is, and it, and it's hard, but at the same time, I, I don't know, for me, it's kind of cool too, because you meet 
new people every year. Like this year with Peyton going into the female stream, um, she yep. had some people that we've known for years now and some new people that are really great people. Totally. Which yeah. is, and that's one of the things that I love about, um, making th- friends kind of through your kids almost is that at the, especially at the age that mine are, you're constantly meeting new people and you find a few things in common and either the friendship grows or it doesn't. But do you find as your kids are getting older, um, the new friends that you're making or the friendships that you continue, um, rely less on your children? Yeah. Yep. And you like the same couple I'm talking about, we were going to do a family thing. It's because our boy, Ben and their son were always there a year off when we moved here. And uh, now they're in completely different, like Ben's doing football, their son is still doing hockey. And now we have to really schedule a time to like hang out yeah. because we found them to be just great people, great friends. And, but it's, you don't, you hardly see them. And actually they just popped by outside for an outside visit because they're like, we haven't seen you in so long. Like we're like doing errands. We're like kind of by your house. Can we pop pop by and say hi? Absolutely. And that makes it a little bit more difficult. And I know from, um, especially Mike's parents who had, you know, boys playing really high level hockey and you become really cemented with those kids that they've been playing with their whole time, like their whole lives. Um, they have said, Mike's parents have said over and over to us that, those are still the people that check in with them that are liking their little Facebook posts about their new grandbabies and that kind of thing. And you have to make an effort at that point because you're not just naturally in the same space. You're not at the same tournaments. You're not always going to be bumping into each other at the rink. We're not going to be anymore. Um, so it is, it is actually scheduling time to hang out, yeah. which is weird because now we're making play dates with the parents of the kids that we just saw all the time. <laughs> so and we can hang like, out. And it, and it is, it's, you're kind of back to more choosing your own friends in that you just sort of naturally put that effort in more to be friends with people that you enjoy spending your time and with. And it's so funny because... Also, it makes strange friendships, too, that you ne- you always kind of are in the same circles, but you're never really tight. But the perfect example is there's three of us uh, moms. We all have kids, the boys, the same age. And all of our boys played high level, top level the whole time together. And our younger boys are all like, meh, we're just going to, like, give it our best. Like, <laughs> we're not too worried about it, right? And I remember we had this, like, meeting of the moms. And I'll, I'll never forget, it was in Strathmore. And it was at a Timbits or what is it, what is it here? Initiation hockey tournament. Yeah. And these are all our babies. And we've all had kids who've done the whole thing, right? Like they're all in Bantam now. And we have babies. And we see the par- the parents that are on the same teams as, and they're all like, oh, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Are you, are you going to spring? Are you doing, uh, are you doing this camp? Are you doing this camp? And we are all sitting there, like literally with our coffees in our hands, watching the swirling happen around us. And then I'll never forget one of the moms saying to me, you remember so-and-so's mom who used to just drop him at the rink and leave and we'd all be having coffee during the practice or whatever, going upstairs at Epicent and having a drink and she would just drop and go and we were like, why doesn't she want to come in? But that was her baby and she was just over it by then. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've we had enough coffees in yeah, this rink. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. And it was funny because we all had this, it was just the funniest thing because we're all sitting there 
funny, like ironically, and we're watching it all happen. And we were those parents swirling before. And those were our big kids that we were wondering, you know, well, how do we make them the best that they can be? And we are now the moms that are dropping the kids with the equipment and being like, I'm going to go to yoga. Like, I'll catch you on the flip yeah. side. <laughs> I'm, I'm not watching this practice. I'll be back. Wait outside. Yeah. And so I'm not back by the time you're done. And so that French slowly. Yeah. And then actually, <laughs> and this is why it's like just so disappointing the way COVID has ruined our lives <laughs> is that, um, not ruined, but it's we were all actually on the same team again in a much lower capacity, <laughs> not lower, that's wrong, but like in a different capacity. Not as intense, yeah. Maybe. And we were all ready to just have a great time at tournaments because we didn't, we all had each other in what seems like, and again, in an increasingly intense environment because from when Ben was going through that to when Grady's going through that, the, the uh, business of hockey has really changed. Oh, yeah. And so the intensity level is amped up until we were really stoked about having each other. We were really stoked about the idea of like, let's pick tournaments where we get to go have, we can go take the kids for a hike. We can go do different stuff. Like we can go have fun. And then this year happened and we're like, dang it. Cause we finally were like, after a couple of years in initiation and into novice where we felt like we were the only ones who felt the same way. We were on the same team and then COVID struck and we're like, ah, we had so many plans. The tournaments we had picked out, we were going to BC, we were going all over the places. We're like, guess what? Oh God, the week before everything closed for COVID or the week that everything closed, we were supposed to have a tournament in Fairmont with uh, Peyton's team. Some of, some of them still went because it was just, the tournament was canceled, but everything wasn't locked down yet. So some of them still went and we were going to go, but then things changed on a dime, but. Oh yeah, we, same thing. We had Kimberly booked, like, or not booked, but us moms were like, okay, so here's what we're doing. I'm like, I heard there's a good spa over here. I'm like, we'll go skiing. Why wouldn't we take two more days after the tournament? We'll go skiing. (laughs) First of all, the other parents were like, well, they have power skating on Mondays. We've got to be back for that. And we're like, no, our kids don't. We're just going to go back. (laughs) Like we're, so it, it, it was, but it is. Friendship. Oh, sure, the forgotten third child. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just I'm the, just yeah. <laughs> and just the, and they, and it's funny because they all had each other to the kid, the younger boys who are just like, hey, your brother's intense. Your brother's intense. No, your brother's intense. And we're like, yeah, we see it. And they just, they all were the same. And it just happened to be like so serendipitous that we were all on the same team. But, you know, a lot of stuff has been taken away from a lot of kids in the last little while and the parents. And we have to admit that like the kids sports are are our way of finding new friends and meeting new people. And totally, I miss it just as much as the kids do uh, because of those exact things from seeing the friends that we've already made and um, from meeting new people. And like, like I say, kind of you start to develop relationships and then they're kind of cut off in the middle. I mean, a little bit of that is because um, my kids weren't like, they're like, yeah, I don't care if we do spring hockey this year because there are programs going on right now that pe- that they've been able to make yeah. work. But they were like, can't play games? No, thanks. Yeah, fair enough. And you're so, eight. You're seven. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. Fine. Like if that's what you, if if you're, I'm not going to drag you to the ice every day. Yeah. No, thanks. I don't want to. And I mean, you even hated. even managing, um, like it's all boys right now. Not that it always is, but from boys from 14 to 18 right now. And I'm, they're coming out and they're doing, especially in football, when you can't be within three meters of each other, it's, yeah. or two meters, two meters. It's tough. It's not, you know, we're seeing some kids kind of come off the field. They're happy to be back there, but they just want that, like, they're kind of raring to go. They want to, they, they want to tackle people. Yeah. And, and not football even, players. And not only that, like, not only that, but in the spring before they even hit tackling, they're at least doing kind of coverage where yeah. they're like, they're, they're not even wearing. And so I know even, even Ben's just like, I'm happy we're here. 
but it, it's I don't it's good. It's still good to have them out there, but it is almost like it feels like the carrot. Yeah. And you keep pushing the carrot back and you yeah. keep going just a little bit longer. Like just work on skills a little bit longer. And then before long you feel like, like the Russian Olympic team where it's just skills all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I I do and I I it is it's been tough, but the friendships and that is I would say in the last year the friendships that you have made have kind of carried us through because we're all living this sh- this shared experience and we're all texting saying how's your how's your like I mean Annabelle's not in a team sport she's been luckily able to kind of do everything throughout the whole because it's a one on one she's riding a horse as far as we know horses don't get COVID the zoos have already inoculated in the states some of their animals but um. Like it's, she's been able to kind of keep doing that. So she hasn't, but she missed out on her synchronized swimming and that kind of thing that she does. That's kind of just her own little thing. And, uh, it has been the sports parents truly that I've been in touch with the most that have said like, how is, how are they doing with this? And, and Grady, even like last week or no, it was on the weekend where he just like had a little bit of a moment where he was just like, I just like, I can't wait for COVID to be over. I just want to like see my friends and play and just like nobody to be like, put your mask back up and like yeah yeah well yeah and it I don't know it's it's interesting like parents are struggling kids are struggling but I do find as well that um maybe not touching bases often with with the friends that I've made but there's definitely a few that um I've made the effort and they've made the effort. And so you find a way to stay connected, even if it is just, you know, an outdoor coffee or texting every now and then or whatever it is. And you manage to make each other feel better and help get through these times. And I think that's a good indication of the ones that probably, um, you know, if our kids do end up growing apart, then we'll still stay friends. Yeah. And I will say that on the whole, it is the older parents that I'm talking about that were checking kind of being like how is how is he doing with this and how is he doing missing this and and that kind of thing and and I know I hear it um when other parents of grade kids especially gets kids in grade 12 that miss their senior season oh yeah um I hear those parents kind of talking and um those are the you can and they've been together like through high school and everything and you can see on their little faces that the kids that they've missed out on something. They're trying to make the best of it, but, and they're looking forward to post-secondary and looking forward to everything else. But you can hear the parents kind of looking at each other and they just, there's like that look that's just like. And there's a little bit of that. I think where it's like the parents know what the kids are missing right now and, and the kids maybe don't quite And they know. never will because they didn't have it. Exactly. Right? So it's it's a blessing in disguise, I guess, because you, you can't miss what you didn't have, but we yeah, all. And, and they're like, I mean, I, they're, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the seniors aren't missing out, but they they don't probably know the extent of it. Like, I mean, we were reminiscing several podcasts ago about how, senior you know, year. senior year and that summer between senior year and post-secondary or going to work full-time or whatever it is that kids are doing and how they're feeling. And, and you know, when to kind of to wrap it all back to the topic that we're having is, that's some of the times that you build some of your best friends that will, for some people, be around for the rest of their lives. And I think parents observing this together and helping their kids get through this together, the ones that are supporting each other, are probably the longer-term relationships as and, well. And also, like, the parents that are admitting to the other parents. Like, this is – oh, sorry. This is, uh, this is difficult for everyone And even though they don't know what they're missing, there is some serious mental health stuff going on. Like I had a conversation with a mom in the parking lot and it was in tears and it was, it was like, 
this is, we have to figure out, like, if, if anyone says they're not getting the vaccine or whatever because, the, the, you know, their bodies are temples or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's poison. And then you're like, you're a Quonset. Like, get it together. <laughs> I've seen what you put in your body every day. Like, you're fine. <laughs> I've seen you at practice for the last four years. You have been taking a dip of chew and drinking a Monster Energy drink. Oh, my God. Like, you're fine. You are fine. I saw one of those <laughs> memes. Your body's a Kwanzaa. Your body isn't a temple. It's a Kwanzaa. Yeah. And those are, those are the ones. This is like a total side rant. But like I had a whole post ready to go and I'm like, it's not even worth it. Because I mean, you're not going to change anyone's mind. No. But at the end of the day, you're like, <laughs> just so you know, I have been watching you. Like, and not because I was being judgmental at the time, but when you now post, I'm not going to put that poison in my body. I'm not going to put 5G and Bill Gates under my skin. I'll, I'll put a whole test tube. You want actually a whole factory under my skin? If that means my kids can get back to normal, fine. Because guess what else I've done? Remember those... If Bill Gates wants to track me, then fuck You guys are all... You're posting... As long as I can go places. Yes, and you're posting this on your iPhone that is tracking you, you guys. <laughs> like, and then... And, and like, I saw this funny meme... What an iPhone. Yeah. It, I saw this funny meme. You remember the old school hand dryers? Yeah. It was already wet. Yeah. It was cloth. And yeah. you just kind of circled it through. Yeah. And it was like a meme that said, if you ever use this, you are immune to everything. Totally. Yeah. Uh, or but if those... you ever went to the Cecil Hotel in Calgary, then you're immune anyway. So if, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. If anyone ever brought a cooler to the party... And everyone dumped some whatever they found at their parents' Yucca house. Flux. Yes, that's to say, chopped up fruit and threw that. So you're fine. And so now, for what for me to see you post on social media that you won't put poison in your body, I'm like, you did. I saw you do that. Like I was there. I did it too. <laughs> like, but please don't get on your high horse. Get the damn vaccine. Let's get if back to normal. If you ever held hands with 20 people and one of them peed on an electric fence, I wouldn't worry about <laughs> the vaccine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not speaking from personal experience. That sounded very personal. <laughs> So it is time to wind down already. So um, I was just getting going about my Quonset. (laughs) Like I'm seriously wiping away tears. I've never heard that before. That was awesome. That was it. That was a Britney original and I had it ready to go. I am totally stealing that and using it (laughs) at some point in my life. Um, We tonight have been drinking a fabulous um, kitsch winery from uh, Kelowna, BC. Yes. Jenna Uh, is, uh, what are you, like a club member? Um, just... I'm, I'm not part of their wine club just because all the benefits are, are better for people that are BC. there because yeah. like you get Tastings to go, you do and... a tour, tastings, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I do once a year, I order a case from them because if you order 12, you get free shipping. And so I'll order a few bottles. I, you, every time I'll, I'll buy however much of their rosé from that year that they'll allow. So this year it was a smaller crop. So they only allowed four per order. So I got the rosé, I got the block party, and then I got, this is honestly one of my favorite um, bubblies of all time. And uh, let's be honest, I drink a lot of bubbly. Yeah. Well, but this is their 2016 Blanc de Blanc. Again, Kitsch Winery. It's unbelievable. Um, my friend Catherine, who used to own Vine Life Wine Club here in Airdrie, and now she's moved to Kelowna. She is a sommelier as well. Mm-hmm. She's the one who introduced me to Kitsch and a few different wines as well. The the Veuve Cluck that I that yeah. I, I gave you a bottle of at one point. Well, gave Mike when he got a promotion. <laughs> and then we didn't know. <laughs> and we were like looking in the... I'm like, where did this come from? I pull it out and I'm like... What was it? We were eating nachos you said you in were Jurassic like Park. like a random movie night or something. And we pulled it out and I'm joking. I'm like, this is freaking good. And then Mike's like, it is really good. And then I looked it up and I was like, I, yeah, I didn't know it was you. And I was like, whoever gave us the really nice bottle of champagne, I need you to know 
It was delicious, but we had it during Jurassic World with nachos. Which is the perfect time to yeah. enjoy a really good bottle of wine. Yeah, as somebody you love doing something you love. So why not? I wish I would have seen you read that post and just start laughing. I feel like <laughs> I that's totally very did. typical of Brittany. I'm like, <laughs> like you, you know, some people like they put their wine. Oh, this is nice wine. They would know. We were like, wow. We still have this from Mike's promotion party. We should drink it now. And Jenna got me this bottle because I got a new job, and I'll talk about it maybe never. But um, Congratulations. I know. I'm excited. It's not on the books yet, though, so no, it is. But um, she she uh, gave me the cutest care package for my new job. And when and Jenna got a new job, day. I gave her nothing. <laughs> no, um, I think you did. I'm pretty sure you brought me a bottle of wine. Maybe I did. But um, she got me the cutest little care package of the, like, post-it notes that are in, like, the shapes of, like, stars and hearts. And, and I and just... little thought bubbles. Yes. Or little, like, speaking bubbles. Right. That's what it was. <laughs> and um, so this is the kind of friendship we have where I she gives it to me and I'm like, oh, I'm such a bad friend. I don't know. I probably made you, the, like... I, I probably made you, like, a banana I bread or something. <laughs> I know. I think you did. Yes. And your banana bread's the best. So that was a perfect gift. But, no, I... And I don't do it for you I know you don't. That. It's just... I know I'm, you don't. I'm so proud of you. I'm just and... the worst gift giver and I'm always reminded of it when people think of such lovely things like <laughs> a beautiful bottle of wine and a cute little care package and I'm like, I made you banana bread? Well, because... From brown when you, bananas? When you go to offices, <laughs> in general they don't have the fun stuff so I was like Brit's fun she needs the fun stuff so we got the fun post-it notes the fun colored pens and a shiny notebook so I'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) so yes Kitsch Winery um, if you ever go to Kelowna and have the chance to check them out they're absolutely amazing Um, if you order in it it literally takes like a day to get to you It it was the best actually it was delivered on a Friday afternoon and the guy comes to the door and they they do it um it's the delivery is actually a medical supplies company because they have the uh, temperature controlled trucks. Ah, so he comes up to the door and he's like, "Delivery for Jenna," and I'm like, "That's me." And he's like, "Well, looks like you're having a happy Friday." And it's this big giant box of wine. So yeah, it's perfect. Um, all their wines are fantastic, but yes, that's one of my favorite um, sparkling wines. I I actually brought a bottle back from when I toured their winery. Um, the September, I guess it would have been September 2019. Yes. Um, Not <laughs> Because I'd already started planning to buy a house. And I said, we're drinking this when we buy the house. And so that was the first bottle of wine. Oh, and that's we amazing. moved into this house too. So um, time for lessons from the littles. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I am. Okay. You already heard part of this. Okay. I think so. You're going to have to hear it again. Uh, okay. So uh, my littlest is a character. It's a little bit of a card, as they said in the old days. Um, Not Grady. <laughs> he, um, I, I always struggle when you have kid, you have an, you have multiple children with multiple different, like they're all different personalities. They're all different into sports. And we've talked about this a thousand times. Oldest, intense. He's going to make it work. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to make himself into what he wants to be. And then you have my youngest who's just like, eh, you know, I'm here for a good time. Everybody loves him. He's hilarious. And not a long time. Yeah. Not a long time. <laughs> and so I, like I have said, I'm managing this football team and uh, I leave to go and I had to talk to a coach about something quickly. And I find out later that he goes up to the head coach who is the head coach of all the best players in this team. And he kind of leans on his truck and he tells him. And the other, and the, and the other manager. Yeah. So work, been working out every day. Started yesterday, <laughs> but, uh, 
going to probably work out every day till I'm in university, get six pack. And everyone's dying and they're telling me like they haven't, they, they haven't all met him yet because <laughs> it's a new team. <laughs> and every, all Ben's old coaches know exactly, exactly what he did, exactly how he leaned, exactly how he was just like going to level with you. I've been working out every day, starting yesterday. <laughs> and uh, I think my lesson from that was because like, I was kind of chuckling and I was walking away and I was like, you know, we worry so much about our kids and we worry so much about, oh, are they going to be in the shadow of an older sibling? And meanwhile, I have my super sweet daughter who's there who's just like, Do you, you don't even want to know what Grady told Ben's coach because she's kind of ashamed for him. Like, can you believe what he just said? <laughs> and, you know, kids just find their own way to make their way in the world and they just are unapologetically them and it's and it's it's the world and the universe and the everything that kind of starts to tell them like to kind of stay in their lane and every once in a while there's a conversation you you oversee or you overhear or you see your kid doing something and you go they're just being them like that's just who they are and they're making people laugh and they're making people realize that they are their own human and sometimes as parents we're so worried about how are they going to make themselves their own human but they've been their own human the whole time we just have to let them have that like space and that comfort and that confidence to be who they are so my lesson from the little as I said as I move into a new job and as kind of life kind of rolls and anxiety and kids are getting older it's just like at the end of the day they are who they are they're you have You've gotten them to this point, and granted, he's eight, so he's going to need a lot of parenting, especially him. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they have the confidence. They have everything they need in their little tiny bodies, and all you have to do is just make sure that they are going to continue that path. And so my lesson from the little is if you are proud of yourself and if you are ready and if you're your own person, you just, you just, you just lean on someone's truck and you just tell them who you are and what you're going to do. It's so funny. So we've said this before. We don't talk about our lessons from the littles before we start the episode. And that ties in really well to my lesson from the littles, which is about confidence and how you can gain that from your kids at some points. And so on Facebook Messenger, they have this thing that on the kids side of it where um, they can send you like a question and it's like, would you rather this or that? Yeah. And so Bauer sent me the question one day that was, would you rather read really fast or write really fast? And so That's a really good one. Yeah. And so I replied, write really fast. Me too. Fast. That was me too. And so he didn't, he, he didn't reply to my answer. Of course I don't. <laughs> I said, write really fast. How about you? And he didn't answer me. But then later that night when we were, because he sent me this while I was sitting at my desk working and he was in his room playing around. And uh, later that night when I was reading to him, he was like, mom, I'm like, what? He's like, well, you said you would like to write really fast. Is that because you already read really fast? Because we're, we're reading the Hardy Boys books right now. And oh, I have a whole bunch. He loves them. We have, I have a whole bunch. Do you? Yeah. yeah, we'll have to check out which ones um, you have that we don't have because he absolutely loves them. Um, Nana and Papa got the, got him like a set for uh, oh. Christmas. He loves them. Um and he's like, cause you read really fast. So is that why you'd rather write really fast? Cause you already read really fast. And I said, well, no, I'd like to write really fast because eventually I would like to write a book and I don't have a lot of spare time. And he, and, and he's like, well, how long have you wanted to write a book for? And I said, hmm, probably like since junior high, yeah. really. Yeah. And, um, I have written a chapter. 
an <laughs> anthology of books, but it's just a chapter, right? So um, he's like, well, if you've wanted to write a book for that long, how come you haven't written one? And I said, well, you know, I have a million different ideas. Some are fiction, some are nonfiction. And then we went into clarifying that because he's learned that, but he was making sure he knew which was which. And, and you know, I have a lot of ideas, never really have an idea that sticks. And so that's why I would like to write really fast so that I could just sit down and write and make some progress and feel good about it yeah. and keep going forward until I'm done writing a book. And he's like, well, I think, and he gets, he's so funny when he like thinks really hard about things. He's like, you can, he's very pensive, like yeah. very serious. So he's like, mom, I think you should just write it. And I'm like, well, what if nobody likes it? I need Bauer at my house. And he's like, he's like, well, I'm pretty sure I'll like it. And does it really matter if anybody likes it? Oh boy. And I'm like, when they hit you with your own lessons. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, if you write it, you're going to like it. And I'm like, well, maybe, (laughs) but in general, spoiler alert, you probably won't. In general, probably. And he's like, so just write it, mom. If you want to write a book, write a book. And it's like, you know, I mean, the oversimplification of a seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old's mind. It's not oversimplification. It is just how it it is. is. It's like, that's part of the pure innocence of of kids is, is that everything's so simple. And it's like... If you, if you wanted to, like, Why when I was you? young one time, we were driving and, and we could see the moon and Peyton's like, I want to touch the moon, mom, get the moon for me. And I'm like, I can't get the moon. She's like, why not mom? Go get it. Like, yeah, and mom. I mean, I know that's like actually impossible, but, but the, is it? over, <laughs> maybe not <laughs> the oversimplification of kids that leads to confidence, I guess. And just taking that confidence and that ability to to dream without judging yourself on your ability and oh, i mean man, they totally. still they still at that age have self awareness but i just love that he's still at the age where you know he's self aware but he's also confident enough in himself that he's like yeah, whatever, whatever I want to do, I'm just going to do it. And I'm yeah. going to be able to work do out it. Every day. what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, i want to be a hockey player and an astronaut. Okay. So yeah, Grady's as Grady not is not astronaut. He is a hockey player or a pilot or a race car driver. It, it, yeah, NASCAR. and Bauer's not an or; it's an and. Yes. So he's going to be an NHL player and an astronaut. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? No, exactly. And it's just if you can just dial into that confidence that they have and and the simplification of, of you know, if you have a dream, if you have something you want to do, just go and do it and figure it out. No excuses. No, just, no excuses. And man, are yeah so funny how we're so simpatico because <laughs> it is it's we, we do not i told her the story about grady and i was no indication that was going to be Mm-mm. just because i thought it was freaking hilarious yeah because i was just like because he's grady he's, he's eight best. he's eight there's just like 18 year old men who are just like they all have like they're going to college they're going over and he's just like telling the coach yeah working out every day starting yeah. yesterday i'm good i'm here <laughs> just in case you want to call me case 
Um, I also have to give a little shout out to the uh, glasses we're drinking out of. Yeah. Time. And for the record, I'm sure you heard me filling up the glasses often. We're using champagne flutes. <gasps> Peace so River Broadcast. So they fill up really quickly. So this was my first um, radio job after graduating from broadcasting college. Aww, it, uh, at the time, it was Lethbridge Community College. Now, now it's just Lethbridge College. Um, I was there for maybe a month. And they celebrated their 50th anniversary at Peace River Broadcasting. And they had um, these champagne glasses at everybody's place setting. And they told us we could take them home. And some people didn't take them home. But you did. And so anybody around me that wasn't taking them, I was like, well, if you don't want yours, I would love to have a little collection of them. So I left that night actually with six of them in my purse. How many are still alive? Uh, Five. Oh, good. <laughs> Five we, of six. We know. Which that, is like, pretty good them, because yeah. the 2004 was a long It is. I know. I was looking at that ago. and I was thinking, yeah. 1954 to 2004. Yeah. So the, these are an awesome memory for me in so many ways. Um, and yeah, it's just nice to uh, cheers and share a drink with a really good friend with one of these Aww. glasses. So thank you everyone for joining us tonight and uh, we will be back again soon to chat with you again. So thanks for listening to Surviving Average where we make your crazy feel normal and your normal feel right. Where we empower and uplift women and celebrate our differences, our challenges and our victories. All while running our households, leading our packs and raising our children. And don't forget to sign your donor card. And get your vaccine. strong like a castle. Let that wind blow and I'll show you how deep my roots grow. You won't scare me. You won't scare me now. Raise up your voice and I'll just find mine a match. Say what you want and I'll show you just what I'm made for.